let's do the first church uh, revelation chapter 2 uh, verses 1 to 7 revelation chapter 2 verses 1 to 7 and uh, this is uh, jesus message to the first church uh, and this revelation was given to john and thus he writes directly as though jesus is telling him uh, which was the fact uh, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his hand, uh, in his right hand, and who walks among the seven golden lampstands. So it's clear here that these are not the words of Paul or uh, uh, John or any of the apostles. It's directly the words of Jesus, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, okay, and walks among the seven golden lampstands. So this is a message to the church of Ephesus and many think it is meaning only to the church of Ephesus but no. Uh, if you uh, study about these seven churches, you will make out that some point of one of these churches applies to even us. Uh, in fact, uh, when I was studying the book, uh, the, uh, the message to the seven churches, uh, except one church which is the church of Philadelphia, uh, Jesus has something or the other to say uh, in terms of correction uh, to these churches. And I feel like all these messages are applicable to us as a whole, you know. Uh, most of these things are applicable. It's not just one point, but we, all, we are all guilty. The church of today is all guilty of uh, failing in these areas. And so uh, the message is given as, a, uh, you know, as a means to correct ourselves uh, so that when the day comes, when he returns to us, uh, we will not be found wanting. So uh, let's take the first church, the first verse. These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. Now Jesus says, I know your deeds your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men and you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. So Jesus says, I know your deeds, your hard work, your perseverance. So uh, he's commending this church. He's telling, you know, you have uh, great deeds, the deeds that stem out of faith. You have uh, uh, deeds that uh, reveal that I am your Lord. You have hard work. You're not idols. Uh, I mean, you're not uh, idle in your life. You are hardworking. And you also persevere for the gospel, for Jesus. Uh, you do not give up. Uh, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men. So he says, uh, you cannot tolerate wickedness around you. You cannot. So he's attributing these good qualities. He says, you have great deeds. You have perseverance. You have, uh, um, uh, you know, you are hardworking. And he says, you also do not tolerate wicked men who claim to be apostles, but you have tested them and you've seen that they are false. So you do not you, you are actually uh, uh, having a lot of good qualities in you. But, and then he says, you have persevered and endured hardship for my name and you have not grown weary. So even they have suffered for the name of Jesus. Uh, they have endured hardships uh, for the name of Jesus and they have not grown weary. They have not grown tired. They have, they have continued, uh, you know, uh, in this uh, walk with the Lord. They have continued. But then uh, this word yet in verse 4 uh, uh, shows something very 
scary yeah, you know it says yet i hold this against you you have forsaken your first love yet i hold this against you you have forsaken your first love uh you know uh, in this case uh, you know many of us remember the day when we first gave our lives to jesus uh all the times when we have renewed our love for jesus you know sometimes we have backslidden and then we come back and uh, we uh, again fall in love with jesus and those first times when you know when we first gave our lives to jesus we were so passionate about him and about the word of god and about doing things for god and about sharing the gospel there was a passion in us and he says yet i hold this against you you have forsaken your first love or the love you had for jesus at first uh meaning you no longer have that kind of passion now it's become more of a a, a ritualistic doing you know you you're like conditioned to do stuff but your heart is not involved he says you have uh, you endure you do hard you you have deeds you have perseverance you you do not tolerate wicked men you endure hardships so it's but it's become more like a routine for you it's it's no longer uh, out of extreme passionate love for jesus so he says yet i hold this against you you have forsaken your first love remember the height from which you have fallen you know we are very much guilty of this particular um uh, point that jesus is mentioning here in uh, to the first church of ephesus uh, it says i am guilty of losing my first love for jesus uh, i'm no longer that passionate it, that is not the driving force it's more of doing 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 yes but somewhere along the way i have lost that love for jesus that i had at first He says repent and do the things that you did at first if you do not repent I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place repent so you know losing your first love many of us think that sin uh, is you know do not commit adultery do not commit murder do not, you know all the do nots and the do's that uh, the lord has given us but here he says uh, and repent is something you repent for something where you have done wrong so here he jesus is saying repent for the fact that you have lost that first love repent lord i let it go slack i let it uh, lose that uh, passion i i let i took it for granted he's asking you to repent of it and he's saying do the things that you do did at first when you first gave your life to the lord the though you know you you would just stay awake and think about his love about his his sacrifice about his um uh, you know you would think about ways to please your master he says repent and just repenting alone is not enough you know many of us think repentance is just one sorry but it says repent and do the things that you did at first as in you've got to set things right So if I have become lukewarm if I have become casual if I've taken my god lightly he says repent and do the things that you did at first then you I will not come and remove your lampstand from place then he gives another plus point here to the uh, church of Ephesus uh, it says but you have this in your favor you hate the practices of the nicolaitans which I also hate you hate the practices of the nicolaitans you know and which i also hate so it's clear here that jesus hated the practices of the nicolaitans 
and who are the nicolaitans they they were uh, you consider the world around you their practices uh, you know the practices of the pagans the practices of the ungodly people he says you you hate them and that you have in your favor because even i hate them so god is uh, very clear here that as a believer as a person who loves god you will hate everything that god hates and that includes the the traditions the practices the customs of the people around you the 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 ways of the people around you you will be separate from them you will not you will not like them you will hate it the practices so uh, he who has a ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches to him who overcomes i will give the right to eat from the tree of life which is in the paradise of god so he's saying to him who overcomes to him who overcomes all these uh, feelings of lukewarmness to who's able to you know not just you know all these things that jesus is praising at the first few uh, verses the deeds the hard work the perseverance the tall uh, that you do not tolerate wicked men uh, your perseverance you've endured hardships you've not grown weary these are points that must accompany every believer please do not think that just having love for god is enough no your love should be shown by your deeds your faith in god must be proven by your deeds so he's clearly telling us that love must come first everything you do must stem out of intense love for god so that's why jesus comes to this one point uh, uh, you know when he was teaching his disciples and the people in israel he said many of you will come and tell me didn't we drive out demons in your name didn't we heal the sick didn't we uh, you know uh, do many miraculous things and preach in your name uh, but then jesus says i do not know you why is that you can still operate you can do all these things you can operate in the the power of the holy spirit uh, because god's calling and god's gifts are irrevocable so once he gives them to you it is there he never takes it back but somewhere along the way he comes and tells you i never knew you why is that because you've you've lost that love for god you're now in a mode of operation yes you do everything but your heart is not involved so he expects us to maintain this heart of love towards him that whatever i do must stem out of my passionate love for god and then he says i will never come and remove the lampstand from place you know many of us think that uh, uh, it speaks of a church as a whole you know the lampstand is a ch- of the church will be removed but no he says if you look here but you have this in your favor you hate the practices of the nicolaitans that uh, nicolaitans that i also hate verse 7 he who has ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches to him who overcomes it specifically speaks of individuals in the church to him to the person in the church who overcomes i will give them the right to eat from the tree of life which is in the paradise of god so uh you know uh, there are a few uh, points that we will quickly run through church of ephesus is uh, popularly known as the backslidden church and the key verse is you have fallen you have fallen and by fallen it it doesn't mean that you have sinned or you have uh, you know done some great atrocities no it means that you've just simply lost your first love for god uh, you're not operating out of love 
So that is considered a sin which we must repent of. And he says, even though you have zeal, devotion, good works, you have lost your first love. Is Jesus your first love? Maybe he was at the time you gave your life to Jesus, you know, many years ago. But is he still today your first love? You have persevered, you have endured hardships for Jesus' name, but the passion is dying down. Your, your actions have become ritualistic, robotic, you must say. Does that uh, describe me? Is it more of doing things for Jesus uh, that you have forgotten to just love me? Uh, you know, Jesus is asking you that. Is it, you've forgotten to love me, just spend time with me, just worship me, just bless me, just talk to me. It's more of doing, doing, doing. But are you just sitting at his feet and adoring him and loving him and thanking him and praising him? You know, um, uh, the perfect illustration is um, when, uh, when people get married, uh, they have so much of love for each other. But then even as uh, uh, short a period as a year into marriage, uh, somehow the things that you did at first you no longer do. And no wonder today marriages are suffering and uh, it, uh, it, it feels like there's no spark or there's no, uh, you know, passion in the marriage because you you stop doing the things that you were doing initially when you were uh, married so do, uh, you know it's a it's a thing that you have to um, uh, you know uh, ponder about a very important aspect that God is wanting in our lives and another question to ask yourself do you hate the practices of the Nicolaitans which is the world around you Jesus hates it. It's clearly saying the practices that I also hate. So Jesus hates it. Do you? Are you a person who is casual about the pagan festivals and traditions? Uh, you know, today Halloween and uh, so many festivals from the, uh, the people around us are uh, celebrated by even Christians today, by believers. See, this is not an Old Testament message. It's very much in the New Testament. So am I separate from the practices of the world around me? So these are things that we need to ask ourselves. And, uh, you know, it's like a test. The Bible says constantly test yourself and see if you are on track. Am I doing that? Or I have this... Uh, a misleading thought in my head that once saved, you know, I'm, 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 what is salvation? Just a prayer. Come Lord into my heart, uh, wash me of my sins and it's done. But it's not so. There is much more to it. So let's strive to study the scriptures and see what it teaches us.